Peace, 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 and welcome to the Origins of Om podcast. I'm your host, Omaya, and I am so excited about season two as we kick it off with my girl, my best friend, Josie Smith, who is also going to be my co-host for the season. We have some really wonderful unfolding topics that we want to share with the listeners and get more people involved in in understanding the dynamics of life and friendship and family and truth. Let's get into it. Hey, Josie. Hey, hey. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. How has your week been? My week has been phenomenal and yours. Excellent. It's been really good. I've been um, just doing some self-teaching, studying, and um, watching myself stay consistent in in the things that I want to, you know, want to pursue. So it feels good, you know. Um, Awesome. Yeah. And oh, happy belated birthday to mother. That I want to... I want to dedicate this podcast to her today for sure. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Set that intention. Absolutely. She's been a major impact, you know, just, mm-hmm. just in spirit, you know, really helped me to really believe and see like more into the spirit realm and know like, wow, that's a real thing going down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Her transition is definitely taught me a lot for sure yeah yeah Yeah. so I wanted to just go back real quick to the last podcast I was listening to it um as I was editing and man it was beautiful I enjoyed listening back to it actually Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. one of the things that stood out that I wanted to clear up because I feel like um in in this in this now time, um, there's a lot of great delusion going on. Um, there's a people with like loads of information, but they're not really doing the work. They just have the information and they're sharing back at it. Uh, but they don't have the manifestation or the wisdom, uh, showing up in their lives that way. So it's just people talking off of what somebody else said or what they heard and believing that to be the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the things that I always stress and I, this is the purpose of the podcast is to get people to really, uh, stop and look within themselves and find, um, uh, where they could correct the errors of their ways. Um, you know, people like to think there's no such thing as this, like, there's nothing wrong with me and I'm perfect and everything's right. But let's look at the, the root of life, which is the all is mind. Everything started from the mind. We create from the mind. And in order to get back to God, we must be one with God. Mentally, we must perceive and see the way that God sees. Um, And you could say divine or, you know, whatever, however, what makes people feel good. Uh, But it's all, you know, there's many names to to the divine, to to the creator. So um, in the beginning of the podcast, right, I remember you mentioned the enemy was keeping you from your gifts mm-hmm. and not even like, you know, five minutes in, 
you finally came to that realization (laughs) that you had, um, you would tell yourself you didn't want to see that. So you made that contract with God. You remember that? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel, you know, it's so important. And I think you, you said the same thing towards the end of the podcast. Like it's important that we are aware of how we, um, show up not only for ourselves, but for others, you know, learning to trust ourselves and, and being mindful of what we say, uh, you know, and make those contract, those deals with God. So going back in and clearing that up with God is, is, is so important now to kind of like renounce the spell you cast it on yourself. Mm hmm. Did you want to, did you want to emphasize on that for a minute or? Yeah, I can. I'm, I'm remembering what I said. So yes, it ha- it took me back to a place of remembering like, oh, you asked to not see. And I also believe that, and I don't know, I always take the position of, I, I, I really don't, I don't know, right? Like there's just so much um, that I'm still learning and on my journey. Mm-hmm. But what I am aware of that, you know, there is a purpose for the reincarnation of my soul, right? In this lifetime. Yeah. And I am also very present to there are, there are forces that can come against and tr- and keep you in a place of not activating in your gifts, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, of course, um, keep her scared because then like not recognizing that I do have the power over whatever that is or whatever yeah. you call that thing. Um, but from a child's perspective or, you know, from a program perspective, it's just like, oh, it's something outside of me that's keeping... Um, me from operating in my gifts or seeing certain things mm-hmm. and not knowing that I actually had the control of the whole show. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in control of how I see things and what's showing up for me. Yeah. And I also am aware that um, if you want to call it the enemy and, you know, like there are, there are energies and entities that you know, like this is this this earth, this playground is 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 not re- our home, right? Like this mm-hmm. is a very dense, low vibrational um, place. So, like we are light beings. Like we were dr- kind of dropped down into this thing. So, of course, if light comes into this dense, dark place, you are a threat. Mm-hmm. So, th- I was speaking to that threat. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And I am kind of speaking contextually. Do you you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know, people I do. listening, you get what I'm saying? So that's what I was meaning, like, you know, it growing up, because I mean, I grew up Catholic and, of course, um, Christian. And, you know, we speak of the devil and the enemy in that sense. And for me, how I have um, came into the awareness or the consciousness of that is there 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 are forces out there that's just like no let let's keep you quiet like shut shut up because when you open your mouth you become a threat to me existing for me yeah. dominion over this place yeah. so anything to because I also spoke about like for years that thing that I saw in my friend at the time's bedroom I always saw it as something evil you know what I mean like something mm-hmm. come back and 
get me, you know? And what if it wasn't? It was just my perception of how I saw that. So if I can change the narrative to be like, that wasn't evil, that was actually for my good. It was like a warning, like this, you're not safe here. Like you need yeah. to, so it puts me in a position of, I'm, I'm responsible. You know what I mean? Like I can I I can I can see this how I want to. If I want to see that as something evil and scary, yeah. I can see that too, but that's not a place of position and power mm. which I came here for that dominion. You know what I mean? So Yeah. We're in control of how we see things. You know, we have free will. We are I, many I love how you said that. You have many what? I say we are many gods, you know, there is the yeah. big God and we're just the manifestation of the big God into small pieces as expressions in this lifetime. Yeah. I love how you said that. I, um, you bring light to uh, some things that along my journey uh, opened up for me. One of the things um, that, that I can really attest to was when I was, I remember the day, it was like 2013, I wanna say. This is before I had left corporate America. I was really jacked up health-wise. Um, I looked great, you know, I worked out, but um, I just, I wasn't well. And, you know, I have four children, so, that was really important for me to like be healthy for them. They were so little at the time. And I remember I started looking into, you know, wanting to practice yoga and teach it uh, because, you know, I was like, I want, I want something that I can uh, build on and be able to share with my family and my friends and help, you know, free them from their, their selves you know, physically, emotionally, mentally. I knew it ran deeper than just, you know, moving my body and looking like I'm dancing, you know, and looking beautiful. It was more of a breath cultivation that I wanted to experience. It was more of a entombment with myself. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I had started purchasing this book called Psyche Self-Defense because, you know, the office that I worked in was very intense you know when you're dealing with all women in the office it could be really intense and you know you could take on a lot of other people's energies and and issues um because you know you're with them more than you are with your own family mm -hmm. and i was i also purchased the numerology book at the time you remember right. <laughs> i still have that book mm -hmm. um i already had a dream and before I even went into the dream state, I remember that I was going through a period where I, what I call away with the devil. Mm -hmm. um, I got so tired of like living in that constant paranoia fear of the devil, the devil, the devil, and, you know, having these dreams and, you know, being freaked out of my own dream um, state. So I had a dream where, I was walking. I was really the observer. As you, as you come to realize in dream states, you're more of the observer. You choose to participate sometimes, but a lot of times you're not even emotionally attached in the dream. You're just interacting, but you're not really involved unless you're running from something, hugging someone, 
whatever, but you don't really get the the sensations or the feeling as as intensely as you would here in this realm. Mm-hmm. And everybody's different. Everybody has different experiences when it comes to dreams. Some people dream pictures. Some dream in black and white. Some don't dream at all. So it's just a matter of how connected you really are to your higher self. And uh, it was a little girl and uh, her parents were walking alongside her. And I remember this is this was back in 2013, y'all. So um, what's going on in today's world makes a whole lot of sense from this one dream I had. And I remember the father had these really big ears, like really like big as the size of your hand. And um, I was laughing at him because he was on the phone. He was busy talking business. And the little girl was annoyed because she felt like she wasn't getting enough attention from her parents. Her mom was kind of um, emotionally detached uh, just kind of being present, you know, like a like just because daddy is doing all this work. She's just kind of the the trophy wife. And the little girl was looking straight ahead and straight ahead. There was this prison camp full of cellars where all of these what what was interpreted as zombies. There were people who had been transformed into zombies, but they also featured de- demonic images, right? They looked really gruesome, deformed, um, very uh, just out of it, angry, all the, all the emotions were there. And it was literally like almost a vision of what you would see in the matrix, um, where it's, you know, all the way, all the way up beyond my vision of being able to see and all the way down these prisons were like a, a, a straight, you know, horizontal, I mean, a vertical, you know, type of image. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking around and I'm the child. Okay. But I'm mm-hmm. also the observer. <laughs> so I look around and I look up at my father and he's so busy on the phone I'm pulling at him and I'm like, I want to help these people. I want to help these people. So he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. So I walk away and I go and I see Morgan Freeman sitting down. <laughs> and in the waking state, you know, Morgan Freeman plays all the roles God. of God. <laughs> you know, right. some leader. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman been living longer than anybody's great grandmother. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, So he's sitting there and he's playing the role of a wizard. And as the little girl, she's walking up to him and she's like, listen, I want to go find a cure for these people. Um, and I want to go into the television. I want to go into Disney. I want to go into the Disney channel television set and I want to find the cure, come back and then relieve them. But once I do that, I'm not coming back. So I ended up... <laughs> I ended up um, manifested as myself in the dream. I looked at her as still an observer, but I was in my mind, me or the, the, you know, Amaya. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, um, be careful what you say because he will grant your wish and then it'll be so. And the little girl was just so frustrated with her life. She didn't want to be a part of it anymore. She wanted to get the cure and she wanted to go. Like she wanted to do her mission and leave. And she wanted to stay in the Disney television for the rest of her life. Interesting. So 
then I was when I mentioned to her to be careful with it, she thought about it. She was like, well, you know what? She was like, never mind. I, look, I will go in there, get the cure, come back out and, you know, we'll, I'll complete my mission here. And so that's when Morgan Freeman was like, so it is. And I woke up from that dream just never forgetting that moment. It was so intimate. It was so intimate and so personal that it didn't make sense to me then. It makes so much sense to me now in 2022. (laughs) (laughs) With everything coming out about Disney, which I've been knowing since 2011 when I, when I had my, my own personal awakening and Mm -hmm. just realizing the, the great suffering of people right now who live in this great denial that nothing's wrong and everything's fine and I'm full of love and joy and peace and all that, but they are still experiencing these intense dark nights of the soul because they can't identify where they're still holding on to their old self or their old ways. Mm-hmm. So now they become zombies because they, they take on what other people are saying, they believe what they say, they do what they tell them to do. They have no sense of personal direction and no head, no, no head of their life, no, no creator of their life. They have this illusion of being, you know, believers of God and, and following the principles of light, but they don't realize that they're really following these other principles of, of, the, of the dark side and they use it in the form of light. Mm-hmm. You remember, I don't know if you remember, I know we took uh, Reiki sessions separately, but do you remember that topic that uh, Charlene Fox, I appreciate everything she's taught us. Um, she mentions about the light of God and the other realm of the light that others are, are misconstrued about. Yeah, you mean like you want to be very careful about like really who does healing work for you and who lays their hands on you because you don't know what I what light they're operating in. Mm-hmm. You know, like we call in the Holy Spirit, you know. So I, you're talking about from that context when she mentioned, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even even just the the trust people have with other people. You know, mm-hmm. these these doctors that they mm-hmm. believe know what they're doing when they've mm-hmm. only been indoctrinated by Rockefeller and all these other elite um, holders of 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 the truth <laughs> to, to the people. That's what I like. I call them holders of the truth because they're going to tell you half truths they're going to give you what they're going to do. And then they're going to give you the half truth or they're going to brush under the rug like it's nothing and not just giving power to them in general, but the agents that work for them. Right. Lawyers, doctors, teachers, and this isn't all doctors and teachers and stuff, but when you are under institutions and you're learning through these institutions and not really learning from the origin or the root or the, you know, from, from what it really is, then you're going around and you're speaking babble and teaching people a lot of babble and you're giving people the half truth. So when they're older, they're in a state of delusion believe in something to be what it really isn't. Right. So it's um it's really important to and I, I remember on um what is it? Wonder Woman. 
Wonder Woman 1984, where she says in the movie, uh, you need to renounce your wish, reverse your, your wish, something like that. Like people make these, these commands that they want something in life and they don't even realize that that's what holds them up in the process of, of them ascending and being able to move into different uh, angles of light. So I really wanted to tap into learning to trust your gut, Mm -hmm. your gut feeling. I mean, God, especially women, it's it's really hard for women to trust their gut, right? Because Mm -hmm. they've been told like, oh, I trust my head over my heart. Mm-hmm. And like the they they have this notion that the heart is weak. <laughs> the mm-hmm. heart is just not activated because you're not connected to it. Right. You don't know what that looks like. You don't have an intimate relationship with uh, the divine mother and father. You don't have an intimate relationship in yourself to know yourself, to know how your body works in order to uh, be mindful of what you put in it through the portals of the of the mouth or even through the portal of the yoni. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So with people who are listening out there, like for your journey of like, I mean, cause it, it's, it took you a while to get to this place. How did you start to trust your gut or tap into your heart? Like what was that thing that beckoned you? Like I, I have to, I, I can't trust these institutions. I can't trust these doctors. I mean, you have four children, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, so what was that thing for you? And how did you come into the knowing that, oh, I can trust myself now. I can trust my gut. Like, man, um, it had to honestly, hmm. Like, was I, there a certain thing that was just like, uh-uh, I can't, I can't give so much authority over I I would have to say honestly the greatest I always say the greatest teacher as far as in my dark time um, with the children's father because Mm -hmm. of the fact that before I met him you know I was 17 and I had I had been studying the book of Enoch and I was going to church and you know, focusing on school and work. And I was really, you know, trusting myself as far as, you know, I had that strong willpower to do what I needed to do. Um, mm-hmm. When I got with him, it was like, you know, I didn't have, you know, the, the, the dimensions of what I experienced. I had to, I had to practice writing what was going on in my life down because I would forgive so quickly mm-hmm. and so easily that I wasn't trusting myself enough to, to listen loud enough to hear the message that was being given to me by multiple women that I looked up to by, you know, even, you know, um, the, the preach, the, the preacher in the church who was, mm-hmm. you know, trying to convince me to be mindful. I knew when I met the guy by looking at him, he, he may have known the Bible from front to back, 
but he had a, a, a very wolf and sheep clothing type of frequency going on. But I was so fogged up. I was so blocked mm. um, by the truth that I didn't trust that to be so. And I wanted to be the Christ, the, the Christ, the love that, you know, that, that you that the, the closest thing to God that you would ever experience. Right. So I wanted to <laughs> wanted to, you know how it is. You want to be the good guy. And that's all to- a form of ego. Huh? Yeah. Was it something like I want to change him? I wanted him to, uh, I wanted him to experience love, my love. And through that love, he would transform, you know, automatically, right? Just like, you know, as a, as a woman, you think you have a baby and they're going to change with him. If you have sex with him, you think he's going to change. You just think, mm-hmm. you, you just, you, you trick yourself into yeah. believing that you are power, which you are. You are power, but you're, you're in distortion. You're in, you're in confusion and you're not connected to your heart or your guts. You're not in power over another. No, you're not. And, Mm -hmm. and me being so young, I believe that I, you know, could do that. And so I had to say that it was towards the end after baby number four, you know, after the twins came Mm -hmm. that I really was like, listen, enough is enough. Um, to be honest with you, even after that, you know, that span of, you know, five to seven years, I still was fighting with identity. I was in my twenties. So I'm trying to figure out who I am, what I want, what I like. And, you know, even though I was pursuing and entertaining, you know, other men at times, I was not listening to my higher self. I wanted to please others. Um, I was the, you know, save a nigga, captain save a nigga. Got it. So it was, let me just make sure I understand. So you had to write down things because you didn't trust your ability to make the right decisions because there was this fog and this, 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 you know, illusion of like, there is something I can do to actually change this situation. And you kind of wrote it down to show evidence that there is nothing I can do in this situation. It, it was, it was like, yeah, it was like, I was writing I'm like, here. yeah, like it was okay. like the, the good things about this guy. Mm-hmm. And then the, the bad, mm-hmm. the good always, of course, outweighed the bad except for when I was in public and it was always this like insecurity that will pop up by the time we get to the house or we're even in the car is bringing up all this negativity about how I operate, you know? Oh, I saw you looking at this guy or, you know, you, you smile too hard, little details about myself that I'm like, dang, like, Mm -hmm. I'm just a, I'm just a cool person. You know, I get along with anyone. Mm -hmm. And I was going through that mental and emotional abuse at home. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I had so much compassion though. I had so much, you know, just, you know, willingness to forgive that I would have to write down what was said to me. Mm. He said that you are a bitch, you ain't shit, fuck you. Mm. And, you know, he would jump out the car and, you know, I'm, you know, seven months pregnant in the middle of the road. Like, bro, what the hell? You know, I, that's why I don't judge. I, I watch what I judge about people because mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been through a lot of dumb shit. I was the dumb, the dumb bitch back in the day, you know? Right. And I'm glad I went through that because yeah. if I didn't go through that, 
I wouldn't be this strong woman that I am, this powerful woman that I am and aware of so many layers of myself because I was able to come out of the hell. Like I, I remember vaguely a dream that I had where this, I was at my parents' house and this lady called my phone and that symbolizes like a messenger is coming mm -hmm. in. You're being, there's someone's, you know, God is speaking to you and it's always an older woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I had did, and I was, I was with him at the time and mm -hmm. I was doing a three day fast. Mm -hmm. And I want to say maybe like day two of the fast, the first dream was this uh, woman walked into the, uh, the apartment that I was in and my God, and I'm not, no, my godmother, uh, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband was sitting at the table. We were actually the fasting was for a uh, performance we were actually going to do at the church. I was going to do a, a solo and I was going to sing uh, Yes by, oh my God, what was the group? With Shekinah Glory. Mm -hmm. And um, man, listen, I'll talk about that another time. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so um, she walks in. And she looked at me and then she turned around and was leaving out. And I said, wait, 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 where are you going? And she was like, nothing. Don't worry about it. You're not going to listen. And I was like, I am. I am going to listen. And she said, no, you won't. Mm. And so she walked away. The second or third day, um, a lady calls me and she says, this is Tammy Hopkins. I've been trying to look for that name for the longest. Okay. She mm. said, this is, this is Pastor's wife, Tammy Hopkins. Um, she was like, I just want to let you know the strong soldier is coming through hell. Mm. Through hell. Remember that, okay? Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. And I remember hanging up and girl, I woke up, I was like, coming through what hell? I don't want to go through no hell. Like, what hell am I going <laughs> to go through? Like, I was already about to, like, leave that relationship and I was only on baby number one. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it really had me, um, looking at my life and how I didn't listen to any of the messages that was being sent to me. I don't care if God, you know, God himself came down and said, girl, boop. It was mm -hmm. still that sense of compassion for someone who had lacked forgiveness, didn't really experience a lot of love in their life, according to them, because it needed to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, um, I didn't start trusting myself until, after that the, the last pregnancy but this mm -hmm. is like five what five seven years of of, of insanity that I mm -hmm. put myself through mm -hmm. and just to fast forward to when I really got to and, and you think you know you think you've cleared out some things you think you got it you think you know but it wasn't until um I started doing healing around myself more and I met my best friend, Scott, mm -hmm. that he really showed me the art of letting my mind go. Mm -hmm. I had to have my mind split. You know, you got trauma is necessary on mm -hmm. whatever level. Um, losing your mind is necessary because it has such a stronghold on you that you believe everything that you, that you conceive, that you perceive. And so there's a light, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, 
there's a calcified light in the brain, which is the pineal gland that, that, that needs to awaken and be born again. It was open as a child. When you first came, you were, you were aware of your mission before you got here, but then they injected you with poison and, you know, the lack of knowledge from our parents, you know, decalcified that. And so being born again and being uh, filled with the Holy Spirit or, you know, having the, the Christ consciousness, that all comes with, you know, doing a lot of work around clearing out the gut, eating, you know, eating consciously. Um, less is more. Uh, taking in more, you know, alkaline foods and water it really opens you up it really opened me up to uh become more in tune with my womb and self-aware with myself you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and it really made me start to take better care of not only myself but my seeds my children having four children Automatically, majority of parents are thinking about budgets and, and, you know, just making sure that they have food to eat. So they'll feed them mac and cheese and all this stuff and, you know, peanut butter and jelly and all these things. And then they have to deal with the sickness that comes behind their children getting sick off of the foods that they feed them. But then, you know, the parent might and I've watched this from a lot of parents where they might consider taking a healthy route, but they still feed their children the crap because it's it's cheaper whereas i'm willing to risk that and feed them things that you know less meat more beans rice vegetables things like that where they're able to uh they they don't operate like wild children they're actually a lot more conscious than the majority of the children in their in their environment because we've homeschooled them for a couple of years me and my beloved and also, you know, they don't have a lot of sugar in their system, so they're not cracked up all day, mm-hmm. right? Um, which you could see that the, the way that children process things are a lot slower because of all the sugars and the, the, the computers and the, and the tablets and the phones. They don't have a lot of that. They have a mm-hmm. tablet for school and they can use that to, you know, you know, entertain themselves here and there, but they have a time limit. So I still practice a lot of the traditional necessary things to keep them from being, you know, because I want to communicate with my children. I don't want this disconnect. And I'm already building a, a, a empire for we're already trying to build an empire for them for the next generations to come. And my daughter's womb is important to be clear and to know who, who she is and trust herself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go ahead. No, that's so good. And I'm happy that you kind of just, um, you know, gave a little background to it because one, like you are one of the most strongest people. <laughs> I mean, this girl haven't even given y'all like not even, not, I won't even say half because not even an inch girl, like a quarter of the experiences that, you know, you've had to this point and someone may look at you now and be like, man, she's so wise and she has so much information, but to just take it back and, you know, like the journey of like what brought me to this place. Cause 
somebody may be listening and it's just like, man, how do I get to that point? It just seems overwhelming with the information and the knowledge and the studying. And it's, um, you know, like it's, 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 uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like it's, it's really like the journey of just learning these things, but just, um, listening to what brought you to this point and just saying that, you know, my love and my compassion that I had, even you talking about your ex-husband and the dream that you had, I saw like parallels to it. Like I saw some commonalities, like mm -hmm. I want to help these monsters or whatever, these possessed people. Like I want to do, I want to serve and I want to love them. And then I want to go, you know, leave this, go, place. Leave this place. Yeah, leave I, this place. I was such, honestly, I was, I, I, if, if, to the listeners, seriously, when I was going through that, I used to look at the women that I looked up to and go, I want to get to that point yeah. because mm -hmm. I was such a knucklehead. I say a knucklehead yeah. because the truth is, is when you really get down to what it really is, mm -hmm. it was a lot of ego yeah. in, in wanting to look like the lights. Yeah. Now, I was always in tune. My whole journey in life, any of any of the people that remember, you know, me from high school, middle school, elementary, I was always helping people. That was my nature. My my mother, yeah. my father were evangelists and they they weren't really uh conformed to institutional churches, but they were uh out there literally helping the homeless, feeding the homeless, going to people's homes, casting demons out delivering family members from possession, uh, going to the hospitals, healing people. I mean, they, they, the, I mean, they really set the tone for us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I wasn't, I wasn't operating in this fraud. I was so gullible to life. I wasn't really here present like that. I always saw life as some, you know, I saw my family as a hologram when I was mm -hmm. young. Like I, I just saw things differently. And so when it came to like this, this man coming in my life that was giving me attention that I wasn't getting from my stepfather, not realizing that he was a, a replica and not like him because he was far, far more aggressive and, and wild than, than my stepfather. But just we, we, we tend to date our fathers, you know, we tend to date mm -hmm. who we look up to. And, mm -hmm. um, my real father, you know, I always admired, even though I didn't see him a lot, I admired when I did, and you know, get a chance to be with him. He had these hands that when he would hug me or lay hands on me and pray for me all the time when he would see me, I felt this power of, of, of calmness and stillness over my body. And I always wanted that feeling, you know, in myself naturally, you know? And um, and so I, I I learned how to conjure that energy in my meditations and stuff like that later on in life. And then I knew what it was like, wow, this is the Shakti or the Holy Spirit or that feminine energy that comes in, you know, um, and, it, and it's in union with the masculine, you know, the divine father. So um, anyway, I I. I was not always this way, you know, I was, I was really confused, really lost. Um, I, sh I suffered greatly with myself 
battling with trying to be the good wife, trying to be the good mother, trying to be the good daughter, you know, and really just living for other people and not living in my truth. So when it came to me doing a lot of the the self-healing and, and relieving and freeing myself from all of that bondage, um, I had to go back and clear that up with my ex. And it was, it was wild because even when I would come back and say, you know, hey, I apologize. I want to let you know I apologize for, you know, how I showed up for you. I wasn't really being honest with who I was. It was that moment where he still struggled with his, you know, self-esteem and everything. It was like, oh, yeah, you finally going to tell me you were cheating? And oh, it's wow. like, no. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a, th- a a story for you like that, but I don't. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Mm-hmm. Li- I wasn't like that. I was a really honest woman. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I wasn't being real with myself, and that's worse because <laughs> yeah, I'm living for you, trying to look good, and I'm willing to hold my head down in public so that you don't think I'm looking at somebody, and mm-hmm. I'm willing to, you know. Um, keep myself wear certain clothes for you so you don't think I'm trying to show my body off to you know another man and just all this crazy shit that was just it was just like prison I put myself through it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. that's so good that you were able to recognize like I I put myself through this because you had that awareness of like something's not right here you know, but yeah. being an ego, wanting to do or see whatever you wanted to see, it kept you in that place. But it also brought you so to the depths of discomfort and pain and, and all those things that it was just like, it has to be something better than this shit. Like, it has oh, to yeah. be a different way. And that kind of led you to trusting your gut and coming out of the fog. And the yeah. Del- yeah i um i have so much i I, and i I know that's why i can be with people now Mm -hmm. and specifically with women Mm -hmm. and have a level of patience that most people would be like girl why you still talk to her because right right right. (laughs) because i went through it in my younger years which whew I much rather have went through it in my younger years. I'm sure. Like I know I set this up for myself because mm-hmm. as an adult, and especially in this time, this this moment, yeah, it's like girl, oh, you're time for that foolishness. I'd be an aggressive masculine woman. Like I mm-hmm. like the tables turn now, right? The, mm-hmm. the the psychology now is the men are chasing the women. <laughs> And right. the words that come out of the women's mouth, it just goes to show you the form, the 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 form of people as a woman or a man doesn't even matter. It's the psychology mm-hmm. that is trade. It's like trading places. Yeah. Now the women are talking to men like, "Yeah, I got a little something at home, but you know, we can, you know," and they mm-hmm. think it's cute, right? And the truth is, is they're hurt. Yeah, they're angry. They're confused. They. I remember even. I remember when I was in. We were heading to church. Okay, I'm listening to you know gossip music, and I'm in the car. I was younger at the time, and he's talking to me crazy, you know, cursing me out, saying some wild stuff. And at that time, this was before I started allowing myself to really be aggressive. Because what happens is, 
and I'm just speaking from my experience and what I know now women have done. So I know we're all in the collective in this, in this moment. When a man is aggressive with you, right. And mm-hmm. you're that, that very meek or, you know, very humble woman, your response in a humble, loving way just only makes them feel more aggressive and, and louder and, you know, sh- you know, want to overpower you. Mm-hmm. And so one day he was looking at me, he was like, I don't get it. He's like, why don't you argue back with me? Like, why don't you, you know, get angry with me? It's like, it, it almost feels like you don't really care. Like you don't really love me. That word used to trigger me because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I am love. I'm God's love. You know, I am, I am love. You know, well, what does love look like? Love, I thought love was a sacrifice. Mm. And, 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 and not in the sacrifice that we are, you know, doing now when we take that time to let go of the fear of missing out of the world. It right. was more of like, I don't want to miss out on the world and I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. Let me, um, let me be a sacrifice and rebel against whatever my family's wishes are and what other people say, because I am, I am love and I'm going to show this love. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was as the arguments got more aggressive and louder, I started to become more aggressive and louder. I started channeling what he was putting out. Mm-hmm. And this is where a lot of women now are very and they're masculine because they're protecting themselves. They feel like, the feminine uh, energy is weakness and it's not. Well, that's, that's a word that is. I had to, that was a lesson for me. Go ahead. The feminine, listen, I've learned to fight with love. I learned to yeah. fight. The greatest fight I ever won was with my heart. And I do it in a way where I know how to use it in, in a tough form where I'm not killing you, but I'm going to let you know the truth and you're going to feel it in your soul. I'm going for I'm going for your heart. I'm going into the heart. That's it. I'm going into the heart. I'm pulling whatever is in your gut out and relieving you from whatever stress and tension you got going on so that we can make peace in this environment. But we're not going to go in the head in that place of oh, what would Jesus do? Or what would what would my brother who's crazy do? What would my sister do? What would Cardi B do? What would Beyonce do? What would so-and-so do? But no, because what happens is you fighting fire with fire. You're about to cause a goddamn storm of fire. You're about to cause mm-hmm. a forest fire. Now <laughs> you can't come back from the shit you said. Girl. <laughs> now you can't. Now you done made it so ugly. You done became so ugly yes. to the man mm-hmm. that... He don't know how to see you because he just saw the worst of you now. He like you, you the you the woman that's causing all the hell in in the house, and and he's like, I'm just trying to find myself too. But this is the way that I've been taught to express myself because I was taught to be strong, and mm-hmm. you're being strong now. You remind me of my mom and my daddy and how they used to treat me, and then now y'all got this dysfunctional relationship in the household. Mm. You rising up, he rising up. Then you taking another step, you pulling out a knife. <laughs> or you threatening to go, you know, have sex with somebody else or whatever whatever intense fear you use to project on somebody, on your, on your partner, out of thinking that the feminine energy, the, the, the natural response of the woman 
in love is a weakness mm-hmm. instead of the minute that you identify or recognize a, a man that's being aggressive or, you know, being uh, using his words against you in some powerful way, instead of you taking that and saying, you know what? I don't like the way this makes me feel because it's taking me to a place that I know is going to make me uncomfortable. I'm going to feel unhealthy. I'm not going to feel well emotionally and mentally. It takes me out of harmony with God. I'm going to remove myself. I'm not afraid to lose something, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know that it's not serving my highest good. I'm going to take it on. I'm going to go to war with it because I think I can actually change him. If I just go on his level, maybe he'll humble up and then I'll be the dominant one. And then what the fuck? Like, what fun is that? You know, this. So this is a, such a great conversation and we've hit so many different things in this <laughs> one little piece. And I'm like, damn it, we're coming up on an hour. And I'm like, we it don't even this. matter. Let the spirit right. move. We're going to have to... um take this to another conversation because it just you brought out so many good topics about like that feminine energy relating to it as a weakness and that's that's something I had to learn inside of my relationship in my journey as well and how being in a relationship with another person is like your biggest teacher like the highest teacher because it really just shows you like oh that little ugly I got that in me oh I I did that (laughs) And it brought me to what we spoke about at the beginning about the enemy, because there, you know, like in, in, in situations where there's a challenge and there's conflict, it's that little, like somebody's coming at you, talking to you crazy, your partner. And that's the, it's this little thing inside of you. That's just like mm, boiling up. Like I'm about to let this MF have it. Like mm-hmm. you are not going to, and it's just like, but that's that, that, that aggression comes out and like you say it can get to a point of no return now you don't say something that you can't take back mm-hmm. you, know, you just expose something that you know the, i was listening to td jakes the other day and he said the right communication at the wrong time can cause so much disruption like yeah. you know what i'm saying is truth but if you don't know how to have the wisdom in which how to say it with compassion or the timing in which you need to have that conversation mm-hmm. can cause so much destruction. Yeah. So, you know, like I've had to like disarm and really seep into my heart space inside of conflicts because it's just like something is beckoning this nasty part of me that I just, I, I can't let this overtake me because this is going to go to a place of no return. It's not going to be good. And I just don't want to be that person. Yeah, and it's a good awareness that God damn it, I am that person. Like that's there yeah. too. That yeah. is in me, and I didn't even see it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I do want to um speak on like that feminine energy and what is being submissive and what you know, like because I I just it's all being twisted and turned into something like you're weak. You know what I mean? Like submissive, and it's we, I've had to. I've had to have that conversation myself and just really take on like, what does that look like? Like from an empowering context, not from I'm a weak woman or, you know, I have to be a certain way. So that was, that was. Yeah. I, um, I feel, I feel that when, when you 
<laughs> I like to say when you tame the beast, the beast will get louder. Right. Um, we were always taught in church, you know, that we were born in sin and, you know, we needed to live this righteous life and that when we commit a sin, you know, you repent and you correct your ways. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are in, in these environments where they're perfected or believing that they're perfecting themselves and they abuse the lower self as something wrong or something bad or something weak. Um, you know, they want to don't have sex. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't. And they're not living according to nature's law according to the natural law. If you, if you actually observe animals and you observe plants and how things grow, how things manifest and, and move from a microcosmic aspect, aspect all the way to the macro, then you see that we are one in the, we all are part of the, the same thing. And so a woman's power can make or break man. Mm-hmm. And it is so important that you get back to connecting to the womb. And I'm not talking about freaking yoni steams and yoni eggs. That's, that's tools like holding a crystal in your hand that you make real and manifest according to what you project in your, from your mind to that object. Mm -hmm. But to spend time in the spirit with yourself and, you know, sit in, and maybe holding your belly and massaging your belly. I, I used to, and, and just whatever, I used to actually tell people like, listen, go in the mirror naked and just rub all over your body mm-hmm. and tell yourself that you love yourself. This isn't about being sexual with yourself. The thing is, is that we're in a, we're in a, in a now time space where even through history, um, we've taken the feminine mother, divine mother energy, and we've perverted her. We don't see her as mother, as a nurturer, as a caretaker. You know, a lot of times you see her in a very sexualized way, or she's, a, she's full of errors, or she's not perfect. And this is why things are happening in the world the way that they are right now. This is why if you listen to any song in, in the mainstream media, they're always promoting from a lower chakra aspect because there's these two mothers, right? Just like, you know, mother, father, whatever, or two of everything, right? God, the devil, whatever, all this. So there's this perception of the Lilith and the Eve that exists. And what you have to understand is there's there's so many facets of of ways of perceiving this realm where you got to get very clear of what it is that you're looking at and what it is that you are doing and how you're performing. If you are in that I need I need I, I got to survive type of, of frequency, you're living more in your root chakra. If you're struggling in your digestion and you're always in that story about not being able to lose weight or, you know, you, you're always constipated or whatever, and you have all these health issues and all this stuff, you're definitely not, you're not operating from a heart chakra perspective. You're not living in your heart because in the heart, 
when you get, when you finally ascend consciously into the heart chakra or just in, in the, the heart awareness. And this is something that I want to definitely do a session on one day on the podcast, just to get people to drop in and you could do it now if you like. There's no judgment there. If you breathe right in the center of your heart right now, relax your belly, relax your shoulders, relax your body, wherever you're sitting, just relax. Even when I'm driving, I do this. I consciously drop my thoughts into my heart. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is there's not much going on there. Mm -hmm. There's no judgment. There's no, I need to go do this thing or um, um, you know, I, I'm ready to eat this or have this or whatever, or how do I need to respond to this conflict or whatever? It's stillness there. When you make it to that center point, then you start gaining the confidence because now you're connecting to the source energy. You start being more loving towards your body, to yourself. You take care of yourself, what you eat, what you think, what you say, trusting that first instinct when it comes in even though you might be used to the practice of going and calling a friend or looking on social media for advice or looking at television for advice, you stop going outside of yourself and start saying, no, you know what? I'm lacking, I'm lacking the relationship of asking first within myself for the answers. And I want to share this with you because I know we could go all day. I want to share this with you, being that I dedicated this to mother, to your beautiful mother, because she came to me when I was back in Florida in that beautiful yellow home. Uh -huh. And it shocked the crap out of me because I was channeling into my answer. Just naturally, my great grandmother, uh, Roselle, showed up and I've never met her in my life, but uh -huh. she she lives in me. And um my great, 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 great grandmother also came in. And then I remember your mother showing up. And one of the things that that just revealed itself was fire. Hmm. That that fire, that uh, phoenix, that power of trusting yourself, trust your trust that first mind, go for it. Stop questioning. And I don't know if that's me relaying that to you. Mm, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but we, you are no longer a baby. Yeah. You are being cut from the cord. Mother, divine mother, right, is, mm -hmm. is shaking people off right now, off the earth. And she's cutting cords with people. Because it's like, it's time for you to take on what I've taught you and trust yourself to go out there like the, like the hero's journey, you know, go out there like the prodigal son, go out there and do the opposite of what the world is telling you to do, what you're called to do. So you could come back and you can, you can light the world up like I'm doing right now, Beautiful. but you've got to trust yourself. No more second guessing and allow yourself to soften up. This is for everyone. Allow yourself to be the better person. And this isn't about turning the other cheek and then, but like what has being aggressive done for you? How is it serving you? 
what is it, what are you gaining from holding that tight belly and holding that hard heart? Delusion. Mm-hmm. You're just restricting all these knots in your body. And then you're the only thing that's staying activated is the brain. And that brain is overstimulated. And now you're taking drugs or now you're drinking or now you're, you're finding gateways to come out of what you really need to be looking at, which is yourself. Right. And I'm gonna leave it there. (laughs) That's good. That is so good. Thank you for that. Thank you for that word. Yeah, absolutely. Um, As we wrap up though, uh, is there anything else you want to, you want to drop in on, on anyone before we make Um, our peace? (laughs) Yeah. No, I just kind of wrote down some little nuggets that you dropped that, um, of how what you did to get to the point of really just trusting your gut. And you mentioned like you got in touch with your body. You started to move and um, get healthy by doing yoga, which Mm -hmm. got you really into feeling your body. Um, You changed your diet, which is very, very important because what you put in your body, you know what I mean? It manifests itself and comes out through our thoughts and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you fasted. Yeah. So you really just disconnected and you um, just cleaned out your temple so you could I, hear clearly. Yeah, I did a lot of um, during 2020, during lockdown, I did a lot of that more intensely. Like I intensely um, was taking certain um uh, gut flushing supplements and I was mm-hmm. drinking herb teas and stuff like that. I kept telling my, my beloved now that I was killing the parasites mm-hmm. because I'd realized those parasites were what we call those demons that we have mm-hmm. in us. Those are your influencers. Mm-hmm. When you study Hermetica, you learn about the microcosmic aspect of, of existence in the, in the temple of your soul, man. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I finally like really did a whole month cleanse mm-hmm. and I was juicing and everything else. Oh my God. I was like a child again. My memory was so sharp. Mm-hmm. I could see and remember everything from when I was younger. Everything made sense. The days were brighter. Like the streets were gold. Like it was, a, <laughs> it was like a new heaven on earth. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. You, you don't realize that you are the only one that can free yourself and you have to you have to take that moment and discipline yourself and say, I'm tired of being the same old. I'm tired of letting my day run me. I run my day. Mm-hmm. And I am going to choose the day every day, even when my body is like, I don't want to do it. I'm going to do it because I know that when I'm done, I'm going to be so relieved and so happy and so open and so energized. Like, I, I mean, you know, it's like you... So a new form of yourself, the new spirit drops in and says, I'm going to take over now because the old you, and that's the part where you're crying and you're afraid of losing is the old identity of self, but you got to lose yourself. Yeah. You got to lose it's- the name that is not even real. Yes. That was the last thing I was going to end on. Allow yourself to let your mind go. Lose mm-hmm. your mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lose your mind. That's good. Well, it has been a great 
sitting with you and everyone that's listening. Absolutely. You already know until next time. Peace, peace. Peace, peace, peace. Later. (laughs) Later.